cup of joe with grandpa des hey hey lance how you doing not too bad how are you i'm good i'm good uh merry christmas it's uh christmas eve as this is airing uh recording it a few days before that but uh you're looking good thanks uh, yeah i think i'm gonna actually have a lot of shows that i'm on dropping christmas eve so i've i've heard that uh you did one with garrett i saw uh still of think that one's going up tomorrow well i don't want to cave well kayfabe it's going up wednesday slash thursday so um and then the christmas eve show were you on that uh i was on the christmas show and also my regular friday show which was pre-recorded oh, yeah. will go up so there's going to be uh lots of me on christmas eve so uh, yeah hopefully yeah I don't well ruin people's christmas well i'm looking forward to that um that one that you that you did okay so you're drinking tim's so am i um legit tim's um and uh got the, the i'm I'm, the... I'm drinking out of a legit tim's cup <laughs> truth be told um there's a uh, new wave flow state coffee in it okay okay what do you take in your coffee uh, a little bit of cream and a little bit of sugar okay this one is black but i usually my first one's black and my second one is one cream one sugar and on the tim's app today i got the second one for free so i actually have one cream one sugar in the other room so yeah i'm a regular when i go to tim's and, okay uh, yeah actually uh, we'll probably be heading there later today at some point the uh the 12 days of christmas on the app yep. 30 30 percent off hot beverages today yeah yeah well it, i think it's different depending on uh like your preferences because i've got two two phones i got one for work and one for personal and i get different offers on both phones so ah uh, yeah and so I, I got the i'm, I'm working them i gotta I, get uh, another phone <laughs> you do yeah because i mean i get the points if i got two coffees i order on two separate apps if i want timbits i order them separately like yeah you get you get all the points that way um so yeah a little little bit of uh working working here for you so i usually start off by kind of catching up you know since it's a conversation and I don't know if you remember this, you probably don't, but we've only met once face-to-face -face. and it was in Dallas um, and you had a merch table and I showed up, I showed up to see Brian basically, but I knew you were gonna be there and I wanted to give you my book, which I wrote, which you can see in the background there between the Jericho and uh, Bret Hart books, three great Canadian authors. Um, <laughs> of um, equal but yeah. fame and... Yeah, yeah, not quite. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've a couple less zeros on, on my sales, but I did sell a few. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I gave you the book and then, you know, and I, I felt, you know, they're like, I, I figured I, well, I have to pay you, you know, cause you're at the table and you're there working and everything. But it was so weird because, you know, you and Brian are friends and I'm friends with Brian. And I just figured, well, you know, Brian will introduce me and say, Hey, you know, Lance, it's my friend, Paul, Paul, this is Lance. And he didn't. So it's like, well, I better, I better pay him. And then so I was telling this story to Brian and Brian's like, you, Mark. And I'm like, well, you know, I uh, ever since I was listening to you, you know, and when I, I I've been on F4W for, I don't know, 15 years or something. But I only started listening to the podcast in the early 2010s and you were already doing the show on there. So I always like figured, you know, you I knew you like to read and I figured, yeah, maybe he'll like this book. Um, uh, but, you know, I. Um, Cause it's a wrestling theme, but, uh, you know, it's, I know you're more into like, like, no, you're not really, you're more into like fiction, right? I'm ex exclusively into fiction pretty much. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, this one is fiction. Um, there are elements of my life in it. I don't know if you read it, um, but you know, if you ever want to, it's it's only a it's probably like a two hour read. It's it's like 180 pages or something like that. What's the title again? It's called Deuce is Wild. I can send you one if uh, if if you lost well, if, it. If if you gave me one on that day, I'm I'm sure it's on one of my shelves. Okay, yeah, check it out. If you know, and if you don't, you don't. Whatever, it's it's fine. I I know. Uh, I gave Brian one years ago, and I, I'm sure he never read it. Um, <laughs> and and Tom Filthy had it in, had it in his background for a while, which I thought was cool. But uh, I asked him about it, and he's like, never read it. But I had my buddy Dan on the show on this show, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and he opened the show by reading from the book. And I was like, it's been 12, 13, no, longer, 16 years since I wrote the book, and I didn't even recognize the stuff I wrote, which <laughs> is it's kind of weird, you know. Um, and I thought it was good. You know, I, I, uh, I, I, you know, I obviously went through an editing process and maybe I didn't actually write the words in, in the order that I did. So yeah, send it to granny and have her read like three paragraphs oh, a week. Hey, you know what? That's a, that's a cool gimmick. Maybe I even sell a few. Although at this point I'm just giving them away. I have boxes. <laughs> and, and... So yeah, was, how'd that, you ha was that da the Dallas, like the WrestleCon yeah. where I wrestled, uh, Matt Hardy on that uh, show? I guess you did. Uh, I didn't. That I would have been my last last match ever really? so far. Yeah. Well, I know when I had seen you, I don't think I saw that match, but you had just, I think you had gone for lunch with Ed and um, uh, Rachel. Oh, God. Yep. And yeah. And you mentioned probably Brian. Um, like for Ed and I have been friends for years. I, I've known I'm him. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> well, he buries <laughs> me. I mean, you know, friends is. I mean, it's, you know, I'd, friends like that, who needs enemies, right? Um, but no, I mean, Ed's a cool, cool guy, but but he he likes to bury me. I, I, uh, I, I, I'm going to have him on the show at some point, and he just said, as long as I can bury you for 30 minutes, I'll be cool. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to do. Ed yeah. is great in person. Yes. Just annoying as hell online. But in person, he's yeah. just, he's, he's a really good dude. Even in messages, like in DMs and stuff, like he's, he's cool. But as soon as someone else is watching, it's, <laughs> he, uh, you know, and I'm sure one on one with you, like even in group settings, like in our group, he's kind of that the way he is online sometimes. But when you get him one on one, he's, you know, he'll give you the shirt off his back. Not that I want it. But, uh, you know, he, he's a great guy. A lot of, a lot of great people in, in the, in the group here. And yeah, so it's like, that's how, you know, we, you know, met, but it was cool. Cause I'd never gone to one of those things. And I, um, I, I ended up, you know, I ended up, you know, throwing, throwing a few bucks to a few different people, just a little bit like nothing, nobody that I really like, you know, wanted to meet. Like I was, Oh man, I gotta meet this person. I gotta meet that person. It was more just like, Hey, you know, that person's cool. There's nobody at their table. You know, I, and then I got a picture my side, my son with me and, and I got him a couple pictures, but the one guy who actually, I didn't even pay. He came up to me and wanted to talk to me because I was wearing a Jets Jersey and a striker. And oh. <laughs> I've seen striker at about four different places over the years at different things. And every time he sees me, I'm almost always wearing a Jets Jersey. That's kind of my gimmick when I go to these you know conventions and stuff. And he always finds me and talks to me. I don't think he remembers that he talked to me the last time because it's always like we're talking for the first time. But he always comes up to me and talks to me, which which I thought I thought is weird. But I think it's because he's such a big hockey fan. I don't know if you know him. I've met him a few times and know him, but it's like not like we're buddies or yeah. anything other stuff. Like to be perfectly honest, I I think maybe that that weekend in Dallas 
may have been the first time I actually met him in person. Okay. But he was at that uh, WrestleCon wrestling show when I, I worked uh, Matt Hardy. And I do remember when I got there, just hanging out, chatting with Stryker for a little while. So he's a, he's a smart guy. Um, I don't, uh, I think he gets, you know, bum rap online for his commentary. And I mean, maybe some of it's deserved. I think he's out there trying to entertain himself sometimes, but when you talk to him in person, like he, he's really knowledgeable about a lot of things and especially sports. And I'm, you know, I'm into sports, you not so much, right? Like you don't no, really, not at him. all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, that's where I kick, kick off with him. I, and then I ended up in a fantasy baseball league with him a couple of years ago, uh, through, uh, promise. Because Promise and I are really good friends. We met in Vegas, I don't know, eight years ago, nine years ago, and he crashed in my room. And ever since then, we've been, you know, like we've been friends. We we chat almost every day. And, uh, you know, so he's introduced me to a few people. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that that weekend. And then um, <laughs> I, Marty Gennetti, I'm, I'm walking into the hotel, and he comes out, and he comes up to me, and he gives me this big hug. And he's like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long, dude. And it's like, I'm looking, I've never met you, dude. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't say it, but I'm like, I've never met him. And, and, you know, he almost had me thinking maybe I did meet him. Yeah. Cause he's like, just, and then apparently somebody else told me, no, he's like that with everybody. I think he just assumes, you know, if, if you look vaguely familiar, he figures you're best friends. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I, I've noticed a lot of guys from that older generation. And I think it's because they were intoxicated a lot of their, <laughs> you know, especially the, the socialized part of their career that they're used to not remembering people they're supposed to know. So it's easier to just, Hey, how's it going? Great to see you. Cause we actually, I had that same thing in, in Dallas. I was having lunch with, I think uh, it was my daughter was with me. I think Chelsea green and Rachel Ellering were with me. Moose might've even been there. And Virgil was one Virgil came up with the, Hey brother. So great to see you. So good. You know, and just put me over like a million dollars. And it's like, he leaves my daughter turns. me, She's like, I didn't know you know Virgil. I'm like, I don't. This is the first time I met him. <laughs> well, yeah, I was I'm doing the math. I'm like, I don't think you guys ever were in the same place at the same time. Maybe WCW for a little while. That not that he was actually like he very could have been sitting home collecting a check at that point. Yeah, yeah he wasn't yeah. on the show. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, think that, I think I had that with Marty too, although that was one of my daughter's favorite wrestling moments. Um, she was down in the lobby, I think, just hanging out and chatting with Rachel. Uh, when Marty Janetti waded into the fountain in the oh, lobby yeah? of the hotel. And, I just missed that. Yeah, I've got a photo somewhere because my daughter got a photo of Marty, you know, hip deep in the fountain in the hotel lobby at like 3 a.m. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, yeah, because I, I think I had just left at that time because I wasn't staying at the hotel, but all my friends were. So I, I think I probably left around 1 32 o'clock and I'm getting texts. Oh, man, you left too soon. Um, I, uh, I get that a lot, like from people, you know, because of the people I know and hang out with, sometimes people think I I'm in the business or I was in the business. Cause I guess my, my, I got wide shoulders and maybe, you know, I'm a little out of shape, but I look like maybe at one point I was in shape. Um, so maybe people think, oh yeah, you know, he's an indie worker or something like that. And, uh, so maybe that was a deal with Marty probably figured he worked me on some show in Peoria or something back in the day. Um, I, so you have, is it one daughter or two, two, two? Okay. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. And are they, are they still at home? Uh, one is one isn't okay. But so yeah, what, my oldest was briefly a wrestling fan. 
Yeah. Uh, she became a fan during the the NXT four women run in NXT. She was a big Sasha Banks fan. And then okay. they got called up. She moved her fandom to the main roster for a little while, uh, got tired of the product and then stopped. That's a common theme these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, there's your famous dog. I uh, I got such a kick out of the show on Friday. My daughter was listening and uh, she, I was feeding her and uh, she was laughing so hard when you, when you said, Brian says, you just called your daughter a dog a shithead. And he's like, he is a shithead. And I just, we both just killed ourselves laughing. Well, he doesn't really speak English. He doesn't know he's no. being insulted. No, no, exactly. But I mean, it's not wrong. I mean, my dog too. I just, we just cleaned up on the weekend and then I come home from work on Monday and there's insides of a doll just all over the basement. And he just decided that, that he'd had enough of this doll and was going to tear it apart because he's two and he hasn't been fixed yet because he's actually my daughter's dog. And she left him here and took off and we haven't seen her in a couple of weeks. So I, I think we got to get her fixed. She's, I, I, that sounds worse than it is. She's working. Um, she's, uh, working at a ski lodge. So, um, and it's, yeah, it's a four hour drive. So we're, she's hoping to be home for Christmas, but we're not sure. But that's why I wanted to ask about your daughters. Like, are they, what's, what's Christmas like? Um, do you, did, are they going to be home? Uh, or do you go somewhere else or? No, we, we almost have always had Christmas here. God, I don't think we've, I think once since my wife and I have been together, which is coming on 30 years now i think yeah. once we've gone to ontario to spend christmas there with family so yeah. we're sort of the where the family comes traditionally for christmas um although this year it'll be it'll be really small i think it's just going to be five of us i think my two daughters the one daughter's boyfriend my wife and i for christmas dinner that'll be it yeah that's we're going to have probably the smallest group we've had in years too. Cause of the one daughter not going to be here. And uh, my second, like, well, my youngest son, I guess, cause I have two. Um, he, um, I'm not sure if he's going to make it and the others will be here and the boyfriends. And uh, so we'll, we'll probably have about when well, I got a grandson now too. So we'll probably get like 11, but oh, we wow. got a, we, yeah, but we have a big house. So we've had as many as 25 in the past. Um, but bef like, so last year because of COVID, a lot of the people that usually come just kind of did their own thing. And then this year, you know, we had Christmas and e or Easter and Thanksgiving since then. And they just kept doing their own thing. You know, they used to come and now they're not. So um, don't worry about the dog. It's, it's fine. It's charming. My, my <laughs> dog, my dog's going to wander in here at some point. Cause I close the door and they don't like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I close if the door, he'll scratch at it. Yeah, if you leave the door open, sometimes they'll leave you alone. But if you close the door, they're so I left it like it's it's open, it's closed, but it's just open. So if he wants to come in, he can. Mm -hmm. And then I've got the cat in the windowsill beside me here. So if the dog knows the cat's here, they're at war. But he's hiding behind the blinds. So. Yeah, it's, it's two years of being home via yeah. the pandemic that Max is uh, overly bonded to me. So if he can see me, he wants me to uh, be involved with him. What's that like? Like, that's probably the longest time you've been home, like in a long time, eh? Oh God. Like, I think, I think after, God, I'm trying to think of what it was. Like, I, I think it was literally like maybe like a 10 week stretch when I first got even just laid off. But when I got cut, 
like I think it was after about 12 weeks I realized that this is the longest stretch I'd gone without working or going to school yeah like since I was 12 <laughs> like you know because even the two months off of summer I generally got a part-time job and worked after you know 12 or 13 years old yeah and it's like I always either was in school or I had a job and in wrestling I never took more than you know, I, I think I had whenever it would have been, there was a stretch when I got hurt in 93, I hurt my knee a little bit and couldn't go back to Otto Vons, which would have been the end of November. And I don't think I worked a match again until January or February. So it was about a two month period because of the holidays and just the way the bookings lined up with the brief period of time off for my injury. It's like, I think that was the longest stretch I went without a booking. That, you know, that's not bad. Like to think that you went that long, like without getting seriously hurt, like it's almost unprecedented. Like in this. Yeah. I was again, you know, I don't know if it's luck or skill or, <laughs> hey. you know, smart and not doing dumb stuff. But, uh, yeah, like I've, the only surgery I ever had was, again i think i had the school for about five or six years when i eventually just had some uh, i just uh i got my knees scoped for some torn meniscus which actually i think ended up being a result of me being foolish and going back and playing some volleyball uh <laughs> at my daughter's school i played in a, a teacher's tournament and played like nine games in one day mm. and all that jumping on a hardwood floor my my knees were not happy it reminds me of the time my dad showed up at uh, our church and we had a program called Brigades, which is, I guess, similar to Beavers. And uh, but, you know, like for a church version and we were playing floor hockey and he showed up and we we're all teenagers and he's running around and like checking everybody and just going full stop non-bore. And uh, and he was he was dead for a week after that he couldn't move uh, so it was kind of funny because he had to look like a superstar among all these little kids and then uh, well the, sure the funny thing like is the the thing well i went 100 because that's all i know how to do but i think what did me in and it's, it's when i realized that you know at that point you know 20 years 25 years of wrestling you don't realize it but you always punch your feet when you land to make noise <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Right. You take a, a, you know, a reverse atomic drop and you punch your feet to make noise. You, anything you do, you stomp, you punch your feet to make noise. And I think out of habit, I did that all day on a hardwood floor. Yeah. Rather so than absorbing the landing, I'm punching my feet and landing hard and just, you know, the impact on your knees every time you hit the floor at a weight that I was heavier than when I played volleyball back in university that it just did me in like, I couldn't walk the next day. So everybody that you were playing with probably figured like as hard as you were going, probably figured you were going like 10 times harder than you actually were because subconsciously you're selling it. You're trying to make, you're, you're making that noise to, to make the impact. Well, they, they probably just thought it it's like, man, that dude's heavy. Listen to how hard he hits the floor. But <laughs> Well, like again, maybe I was just old and it was ready to go, but again, it was probably. just a, it was, you know, I, it, they just had the scope and they trimmed some torn meniscus. I yeah. remember cause I was running the school and I had it done on the Friday and I was back teaching on Monday 
and I was in the ring wrestling by Wednesday. Oh yeah. So it was, it was, it was pretty minor. Not like it was a, I wasn't laid up. So you're, you're probably itching to get out now though, after two years. Uh, yeah, I'm actually to the point where, although, you know, this damn, uh, pandemic, um, with, you know, with my wife and the dogs and everything, it's like, there was always legal loopholes where you could cross the border with paperwork and work. Many people did, but I'm a rule follower and technically you're supposed to quarantine when you do that. A lot of people didn't, but it's like, if I was going to travel, I would have quarantined. And it's like, at that point in time, I would never see my family. Right. Yeah. So once the border opened up, I'm fully vaccinated the quarantine restrictions are gone. I'm like, Hey, I can actually look into possibly going back to work somewhere. I should start looking into what my options are. And I've started doing that. And now Now we've got the, the Omicron and it's like the, the government has actually mentioned if you, well, we're considering. And I'm like, Oh God, please don't. Uh, I I would like to get back doing something. I, I don't want to be super, super busy but I do want to get back doing something. It's been two years. I'm a little anxious to uh, be a little more involved again. I could be totally wrong, but it feels like where we're heading is that, you know, you're going to, there's a vaccine. They're going to probably have medication for people that get the virus. So it's like, you know what, if you get it, take some medicine, you know, get vaccinated. So it doesn't, you don't have the effects and they're probably going to stop with the quarantining and, and all that, hopefully within, hopefully within a few months, because I think we're getting to the point where either everybody's going to either have had it or have been vaccinated or in some cases, both. So, yeah. And if the, if the pill treatment that they seem to be having success with is enough for those unvaccinated people to take as soon as they get sick, that our hospitals aren't burdened at that point. I think if we're not straining our healthcare system and people aren't dying, we're just going to have to accept the fact that Yep. Coronavirus goes around. You get sick for a little bit. You stay home for a couple of weeks. And as long as or, it's not overloading the system and killing people, we're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. And and then people can kind of get back to doing what they're doing. I know uh, I, I've only crossed the border once uh, since then, and it was a medical appointment. And we did everything we were supposed to do. Um, you know, I think we quarantined for 10 days when we got back. Um, well, we were vaccinated already, so... Technically, I didn't have to, but my daughter wasn't, so she had to. So I had to stay home with her, and um, and then I think you went across once, right? Didn't you no. go to? Well, I thought you for some reason I thought you went to Washington. No. I, oh, okay, so that was a gimmick because I think yeah. there was one well, show I did you a did show where I said I was in studio. Okay. <laughs> I was I, repl- I was replacing Vinny, and I just oh, like, okay. talked to Brian. I'm like, take a photo of Vinny's seat, and I'll green yeah. screen my way in. Oh my God. You, I mean, I, I bought it like, cause I, I don't watch, I, maybe I would have caught it if I was watching on video, but I'm just listening. And I just assumed, Oh, that's weird. That Lance went down there. I wonder what that was for. And I, you know, I didn't, didn't bother, uh, you know, following. Okay. I, I made so, one trip to Ontario. Yeah. Summer. That's the only trip I've made yeah. anywhere in the two years. Other well, than that, I've never gone anywhere. I couldn't walk to pretty much. Wow. Uh, so yeah, you need to, you need to get out at some point. Hopefully that'll be soon. I mean, I imagine your wife is uh, wanting you, wanting you. Uh... <laughs> well, to be honest, like my wife works. Okay. And, and, and so I'm 
for lack of a different term, the house husband. And uh, I, I'm, yeah. and, and it, it's funny in that it, it really is our roles have switched in that I used to go to work and she stayed home and watched the kids. And now she goes to work and I stay home and watch the pets because our yeah. kids are old enough to take care of themselves. Yeah. And we've got two dogs and a cat. Actually, the cat's pretty low maintenance, but uh, Max, yeah. the, the dog me that... Uh, Feed the the dog me. that runs in and does uh, the background noise, he's a big handful. Like he's a hundred pound dog, oh, and yeah, and he's he's reactive on walks. He likes chasing rabbits. He likes, and you have to be fairly physically fit to walk him. <laughs> so okay. she likes me being home to deal with Max. What uh, what's the weather like out there? Like you got is it covered in snow or is it pretty mild? Uh, we are currently, but. Yeah. You're obviously not familiar with Calgary, unless this is just a setup for listeners. Our weather is different by the day. No, no, I am. I did, that's why I was curious. Like, right? Is it like right now? Right, I mean, I'm right now, Winnipeg, it's so. cold, and we've got yeah. you know, I don't know, four inches of snow on the ground. But yeah, we had last week. It was like you know, minus thirty with the wind chill, and then we got up to plus two, and now it's back yeah. down to minus. Like it's if you don't like the weather, wait an hour. Is Calgary? We get four seasons <laughs> in a day. Yeah. But it's 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 a lot of work, especially with, you know, with the dogs. It's like, OK, you got to put boots on the dogs, jackets on the dogs, bundle them up. And wow. then again, because Max is reactive to other dogs and again, pandemic is partly responsible. We used to take him to a doggy daycare and he got along with all the other dogs and liked to play with him. And he was, you know, really good. And then when the pandemic hit, we kept him home because it's like, I'm here. Why would we pay for doggy daycare? Yeah. And I think he misses that interaction. So when you walk him, it's like, it's an excited barking and lunging. But when he's a 100 pound dog, it's like, it scares the crap out of people. Yeah. So, so I walk him in an industrial area where there aren't pedestrians and other people walking their dogs and stuff to react to. So it's like, put eight boots on, two jackets on, throw them in the car, drive over there, walk them, bring them back. It's like, it's a... <laughs> damn near a two-hour ordeal to take them out for a walk every night so my wife is very happy to have me home to deal with that i can imagine my my dog our dog uh well we have two like we you know my daughter's dog and then our big one and so she he's like you're describing max like he's very reactive to other dogs so she takes him out really early in the morning so that you know, there's no interact you know hopefully no interaction because he'll go he he goes nuts sometimes so um she works at like she's at work by 6 30 so she's probably walking him at like five before i wake up and uh and then on the days when she doesn't work we just let him out in the backyard like we got a big yard so um they they can both go out there and i let them out through the day like if they start barking yeah the one dog grabs a grabs a like a chew toy and puts it in his mouth, and that's how that's his signal to me that he needs to go outside. So it, it's mm -hmm. we got a good little understanding going <clears> here. So, and I'm the same. Like I'm working from home, but I'm doing a lot of the stuff that she used to do. And I mean, she's always worked, but you know, when I was working out of the house, it was probably I just wasn't pulling my weight, <laughs> and now I am. Mm -hmm. So because I've never, I went away for two weeks in I don't know 2000 2001. So I was, you know, we'd been married about 10 years and, um, that two weeks was death. So when I think about like you and other people, like, I, I just don't, I, I couldn't even imagine, I can't fathom being away from my family that long, but I guess, you know, that's the life you chose and, um, you know, and you obviously got a good woman. So 
yeah that that managed to tolerate it for for such a period of time because you know back in when we first started going out it's like you know i was doing well not first but you know later on yeah. it's like i was i was going to japan every month you know when we got engaged i went to europe for five months and yeah. it's like there's a lot of a lot of road trips and a lot of being away so it's, and it's not uh, like you're i mean you're making decent money but it's not like you're a millionaire um, you know, so it's like, no, I wasn't. Well, again, once I got into, you know, WCW yeah. and other places, it was better. But yeah, like, it's not like when I was in Japan, I was making, you know, $500,000 yeah. a year or a million dollars a year. Yeah. But it, uh, it paid the bills and was a good life. And, uh, I yeah. certainly can't complain, but, uh, I am yeah. ready to be a little more involved again. Um, well, that's cool. And, and we all look forward to that. So, you know what, we're, we're almost coming up on our time. So, uh, I feel like we just got started and, uh, maybe, really? wow, yeah. yeah, maybe if we'll, maybe if you'll do it again, I'll have you back on at some point. Um, because, uh, I feel like there's a ton more things we can talk about. I wanted to get into books with you. Uh, I was even going to ask about music. Cause that's one thing I've always been curious about with you, whether you listen to music or anything like that. I, from, I listen to music, but I wouldn't describe me as a music guy. Okay. Well, maybe that's, you know what I mean? Like I'll I've never really. You know, I think yeah. the extent of the music that I've purchased over the years is a couple of best ofs because I was on the oh. road. Yeah. But uh, and again, my my tastes are incredibly wide ranging, which is the nice thing with Apple Music is just yeah. whatever you yeah. happen to want to today. Um, oddly enough, I've been into a lot of Jim Croce lately. Oh, yeah. I love Jim Croce. I, I used to I used to do the Columbia record and taste how tape house gimmick. And I always I always got the Jim Croce greatest hits every time. Kid, I did kids it. today are Googling. What the hell is yeah. that? Oh, yeah, that's that's awesome. It was free music uh, before there was free music. Um, so, you know what? I will wrap it up here and uh, I'll definitely invite you on again. And uh, hopefully uh, hopefully you'll come on. Um, so I'm going to close the show like I always do. I want to thank Lance for coming on uh, for Lance. I've been Grandpa Dez, and this has been... Cup of Joe with Grandpa Dez. Cup of Joe with Grandpa Dez. Hey, Scott, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm... Uh... I'm much, much more looking forward to this than I was this episode of Raw. So uh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're putting we're putting this on opposite Raw. So, uh, you know, all the people that are bored with that can come over and check us out and maybe even send in some comments once I get this stupid link up. My computer's been acting up on me all day. I, I we're we're going to get going at nine, nine uh, Eastern. And uh, the reason we're not is because of my stupid computer. So, uh, I'm, I'm, thank you for being patient with me and, uh, and, and yeah, you're doing good. How was your Christmas? Oh man. Christmas was fantastic. My little guy, he had a blast. He got all kinds of Paw Patrol stuff. So all whoa, day, whoa, whoa, all whoa, hold, on, hold, on, hold 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 on. Your little guy. Yeah. I got a little, you, you guy. have a kid. Yeah. I had uh, no idea. Yeah. He's two years old. A uh, little Grayson. Awesome. I, you know, I had now that's obviously where WWE came up with the name for Grayson Waller. I, I assume so. Um, but well, I, I, I do want to say the the first name that came to mind was obviously Von Wagner. You know, I, I thought of that a long time ago. So you, so you were going to so call I, him Wagner? Yeah, I was going to call him. I was going to call him Von actually. Big V. Oh, cool. Or well, that I mean, that could also be for viscera. Is, is he a big? Oh, is he a big? Is he is he a kid? Is he a big kid? 
Uh, he's tall. He's tall and lanky like yeah. me. Okay, cool. How tall are you? Uh, I'm about 6'1", so I guess I'm not okay. that tall. No, you're. I mean, for the fight game group, you're a freaking giant. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had no idea. Like, I've, you know, I probably, I mean, we're, you know, we're getting to know each other probably over the last few months. Um, but I, I didn't know you had a kid. I know, I know you're a young guy. Um, that that's awesome. Let's say so, little Grayson. I and I, um, you know, I don't see. I don't. I don't know if you post pictures of him. Like, probably no, not nearly as many as I post of Emily. Um, but, I post uh, some on Facebook, um, okay. you know, especially like Christmas time and stuff yeah. like that. I got some on Instagram, um, and I, you know, I said something about it in the in the uh, Facebook group in the fight game group because I think Gigi had put a post about you know let's show some Christmas love. I think it was him that put it up. Oh, okay, uh, and and I was like, I don't take enough pictures. You know, it, it, it kind of <laughs> made me. I saw that. Yeah, I, I saw that comment. Cause it's really cool seeing all the pictures, opening gifts, and you know, I'm I guess I'm more of a video guy. Like I got mm -hmm. like four or five different videos, but they're like three minutes long of him opening two, three gifts at a time. I could just be <laughs> snapping photos, you know, like so yeah. I just need to be taking more pictures. And and you take a bunch and then you just pick the best ones. I mean, everyone always comments with Emily how she's oh she's always smiling. It's like yeah, she's always smiling in the pictures I post. Uh, right. You know, that, well, you get good not, pictures. You get good pictures. Well, yeah, and and, and uh, her mom too, like especially. Although today it was just me and her. Uh, we had a great uh, daddy daughter day. It was um, my wife was working, so and we had our uh, we have a my cousin comes in and cleans our house every. Um, every monday so we we don't want to be here while she's here so i i had a bunch of little errands to run and we went out for breakfast so i took her out with me and we had like a mini blizzard here in winnipeg and uh that. so yeah so i had to stop twice to push people out and stuff and um you know and and, and it's funny because as soon as i do you know other people stop their cars and, and it's a whole crew and we get the people moving right away so it, it's cool yeah, um, and then we went pictures up. of that snowstorm y'all yeah. had that was crazy yeah. it was probably like and 70 degrees right the other day uh no not in winnipeg um <laughs> i mean we might get i mean we get into the high 30s on a really good day in the winter but okay. um yeah it's i mean you know and i'm using for my canadian friends i'm using uh american for my guest here um you know which is you know in celsius it's uh my it was minus 10 today and we're actually one of the hotter places in canada believe it or not oh, so that wow. would be that would be 20 maybe maybe 15 to 20 somewhere in there but then there's a wind chill too and my daughter is traveling west and it's getting colder as she goes west so she's like she's driving right into the heart of it but she's only got a week off and she wants to go see some family out in uh in uh, alberta so that's where she's going hopefully she'll get better weather on the way back Oh, no, that's cool. That's, I, here in Virginia, like one day yeah. it'll be 70 degrees and then the next day it'll be 20, 15 degrees. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, how so that's like Alberta. That's like Alberta. I mean, if I don't know if you watched the Lance Storm show on Friday, but he, we were talking about weather too. And he's like, yeah, if you don't like the weather in Calgary, just, just wait an hour. It'll change. Um, <laughs> you know, and, that's and that's, you know, yeah, here it's just, it's just cold and snow. Like we got snow in mid November and it won't leave until mid April. Like that's oh, just wow. the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's not like, it's not the fun snow you can make snowmen with or do snow angels. It just sits there. It's, you know, and it gets like, it, it, it thaws a little bit and then it freezes and it's just like hard and gross. And, 
it's almost like ice. Like you can walk on it, except it's like two feet high and it's just, it's awful. And then if you don't shovel quick, I mean, it just sticks to your driveway and then you're like, it's a skating rink that, you know, and I've got a big driveway. So, so anyways, man, I have to talk about weather. So, um, <laughs> you're, you're a big, uh, basketball fan and I've actually been watching a little bit of basketball because hockey is, you know, on a bit of a hiatus right now because of COVID, but those NBA players, they're just playing through. <laughs> what's your team so <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm gonna get a lot of flack for this uh i'm a lebron guy so okay you know, so LeBron's, whatever team he's on wherever yeah. he goes i'm there and what's funny is my my second favorite player is carmelo anthony so he's on the lakers okay. too so this works out great when mellow uh what is it when mellow shoots mellow don't miss <laughs> hey, there you, see, there you go. There you yeah. go. It's probably where he got it from. I would think so. I would think so. Although the first time he did it, he's like, "When Mello shoots," and then he holds up the mic for everybody, and then I'm like, Nothing. "I don't know." Mello scores. <laughs> <laughs> like, apparently, he'd been doing that catchphrase for a while, but didn't. He really hasn't catch built on. up that repertoire. That, no. that uh that that uh rapport with the young right. Yet. Yeah, but he's a good. He's a good dude. Good talent. Very good. Yeah, I um, they actually um, Josh Nason from uh, F4W in- interviewed him just before he signed with WWE. So there's yeah, when he was still uh, what's his name Blake Christian, I think was was what he or no Christian oh, Casanova, wow. Christian Casanova uh, on the Indies. So yeah, it's a it's a good interview to check out. Like I when I heard it, I figured yeah, this guy is gonna be something. I didn't know what he looked like, but he sounded good, and uh, obviously he looks good. A little little on the small side for them, but he, he should do okay. Yeah, um, I, so I think he'll be around for a while. So the Lakers are kind of a bit of tough times right now, eh? Like they're what seventh? I are we seventh? I I think, I think so. Might be I think eighth. so. Um, it's it's not looking good. Uh, no, they're imploding, in, right? That and see, me personally, I think a lot of it it falls on AD. I think Anthony Davis okay. has to take a good brunt of this blame. He was supposed to be the guy this year. You know, LeBron mm-hmm. is going to be LeBron. He's going to do what he does, but he can't do that a full season and the playoffs at this age. He's just got too no, many miles what, from him. 38, I think. 37, but he's been to yeah. 10 finals in a row. Yeah. Uh, well, not in a row, but he went to 10 in a yeah. row. Like, he's got he's like 45. Right. He's like 45 in basketball years. Yeah. Exactly. No, I mean, I've been watching him. I mean, you know, I'm a grandpa and I've been watching him since my, my daughter who has a kid was a little tiny kid. I remember him in high school on, on ESPN, like in the early nineties. Right. Yeah. Uh, or no, late nineties, late, late nineties, 2000. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Late. You know what? I'm kind of mixing up with Shaq. Cause I watched Shaq come up too. Um, I, I was, I was watching Shaq in high school and, and uh, at LSU and, you know, um, and he was like, you know, and then when LeBron started, it was the same thing. It just reminded me all over again, except LeBron was so much better. Um, you know, and in high school, he he looked like a man, you know, like I'm that. Would, he could. Uh, yeah, he could walk right into the NBA and, and he did, you know, and, and uh, so you've been like you've been a LeBron guy since the beginning. So it's really interesting because I haven't been. I've actually okay. been. I was a Carmelo Anthony fan. Like that was okay, yeah, my yeah. guy. They're in the same draft class. Yeah. And I always felt like Carmelo got the short end of the stick. Um, during his rookie year, he refused to go back in a game. George Carl tried right. to put him back in. He refused to go back in through a little fit. And in my opinion, that's what cost him the co-rookie of the year. Cause I think if that doesn't happen, he leads Denver to the playoffs. LeBron doesn't make okay. the playoffs, but his numbers are better. Yeah. 
so I think that would even years. You know, it doesn't really matter in hindsight, but yeah. just a little thing like that. But I was a big Melo fan, and I became a LeBron fan the year he lost to the Mavericks, which sounds crazy. The year that he loses the finals, his first year in Miami. But right. I just saw all the hate and all yeah. the people who just took so much joy watching this guy lose and just watching his misery. And I was like, yo, how can I how can I root against this guy when he's got the entire world rooting against him? And like well, so, and the next year he came out with a killer and he was a killer that next year. And that team was I mean, that, that was the first kind of team that the players just decided okay we're going to get together the best guys we can get they had um they had uh, du- Dwayne Wade right mm-hmm. um and uh, the guy from the, the guy from the Raptors um Chris Bosch yeah. yeah and one one other right uh one no, other that big was, name that the was three, the big or just three, the three initially okay yeah, that was the big, the big three, three yeah. initially and then yeah. they like from knowing they would just kind of sign big role players yeah. like a Richard Lewis a Ray Allen yeah. Um, you know, guys like that. They had Birdman, who was a solid player for him. Mike Miller, just shooters to spread the floor. And um, what they win? Two titles in four years. Two titles in four years. And and okay. I'm not gonna lie, like that first year, that loss, that's a black mark. Like LeBron's yeah. got to live with yeah. that. That's that's a bad L. They should have won. But shout out to Dirk. You know, shout out to the Mavs. They killed it. But what he did that following year, because a lot of players would have took that L and I don't know if they would have been able to rise from the ashes like that. Like yeah. he, he elevated his game. And to me, that really won me over. And from then on, he was yeah. hands down, no question, the best player in the NBA. So and I, he could, he should have, he should have won like six MVPs and he got like what, two, at um, least, at least three or four. And yeah. he was robbed of a defensive player of the year, the year Marcus saw one. Um, I yeah. mean, he was guarding everyone. The year Derrick Rose won his MVP, people forget this guy was guarding Joe Kim Noah in the post. They would run a pick and roll. He would switch out to Derrick Rose, and he was guarding Rose in those closing moments. Like, LeBron had those kind of seasons, but there was just this narrative of him being the villain. And he brought it on himself. Yeah, Like, he, yeah. he did that to himself, so we got to live with that too. But – I just felt like the world was against him and this man was coming back and still just balling his tail out, man. And But you say that and but yet he like he's such a good ambassador for the league. You know, like he I mean he's been in the public eye since he was like 13 years old and he's never really had a, a slip up, a major slip up. You know, he's had, you know, a couple minor ones and everyone's going to pounce on every single one of them. I compare him to a guy in hockey and and this will be before your time, but I'm sure you know the name Wayne Gretzky. Like yeah. he was, I mean, he he was in the public eye from the time he was 5 years old. Um, literally like from the time he was 10, people were talking about him as the next great player in the NHL. And, you know, he, he debuted at like 17, but he signed for a rival league because he wanted to play pro and the NHL wouldn't let you play until you were 19. So then they changed the rules to get him in. And so he's in the public eye his whole life. And like literally the only mess up he had, I think when he was like 21, he had played the New Jersey Devils, and it was their first year in New Jersey. And I think he scored like seven points, and the the the, the Oilers won like eleven two. And and then they said, "Oh, you know, was that a good game?" And he says, "Ah, this is a Mickey Mouse organization." 
And literally, like that's what he said, and and they just pounced on it. And for years, like people, oh, Gretzky's such a bad guy because he said that. And meanwhile, it's like one slip up from a twenty-one-year-old kid, and they just pounced on him over it. And and you know, and since then, like he's been like nothing. You know, I mean, the guy's been married, he's got kids, he's like in the public eye, and uh, now he's on uh, TNT with the hockey. And uh, and he, I mean, he's he's a he's like mother Mother Teresa. And, and, you know, and that's, I, I can't even imagine. And LeBron is the same, you know, I, I can't think of anything major that he's ever done other than speak his mind. And, and he's generally right. Like he take, he was a guy behind the black lives matter movement in the NBA, you know, without him, it doesn't go anywhere. You know, um, he's probably responsible for the salaries skyrocketing the way they are. So, and, and that just player empowerment and, yeah, you know, he, like he's one thing you said that, I think is really important is this guy has been in the public eye since he was a kid, you know, and yeah. all the influences that were talking to him saying, Hey, won't you come do this? Hey, you can get away with this. Hey, you can do this. You're LeBron James. Even his first few years in the league, he's still a teenager. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he is legit a child in the league and he's never gotten in any type of serious trouble. You know, and <laughs> you talk about a guy like Tiger Woods, who, oh. who is iconic on the same level, if not greater, like if not or on Jordan. a greater pedestal or a Jordan, you know, on a greater yeah. pedestal. And they have their skeletons. And I'm not saying LeBron doesn't because everybody's got their own stuff, but it's nothing that's come to light than to the level where it needs to be to come to light. You know, Tiger Woods, that I mean, that was egregious what he was doing. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? that's like, the thing when, when you're. When you're that big, they're not even skeletons. I mean, you're, you know, you're living your life in front of the camera. So, I mean, you know, we saw Michael Jordan, you know, with his gambling and, you know, and the rumors about that's why he left the NBA, you know, because he, you know, the NBA was going to suspend him and he took, you know, he basically left on his own. That was the rumors. And, you know, he hasn't really denied them. <laughs> um, and then you saw the documentary and, and all the, you know, he's a bad guy, you know, like just not a pleasant guy to be around, but he was a great player and, Phenomenal. I'm sure you know, he's a guy you want on your team. Um, you know, even Ali, you know, like he he had his uh issues with women, you know. Um, uh, you know, but he became, you know, later on the beloved father figure and you know, the the ambassador of sport. But I mean, he was hated, you know, and I think anytime you got a successful guy, they're gonna be hated. And you, I mean, you know, you're known in our group for kind of you know, taking the opposite side. And I like to do the same thing. And it's not just that we automatically want to take the opposite side. It's just like, for me anyways, I'm not going to speak for you, but, um, uh, you know, like I look at guys like, you know, that, you know, even a company, you know, like the WWE, you know, everyone wants to bash them and, and, you know, and rightfully so they do a lot of stupid things. And, and, uh, but I mean, they got to where they are for a reason and we're all fans of wrestling, you know, in our group and the people that are watching, probably most of them are wrestling fans. Um, that, you know, if it wasn't for WWE, there probably isn't professional wrestling on TV at this point, you know? So we're all fans because of them. And so everybody, it's all fun to bash WWE now, but you know, so we kind of, you know, quote unquote, stand up for WWE. We're not doing that. Like if you listen to what we say, like we're not putting up with their BS, but we're going to praise the things that deserve to be praised. And we're going to criticize the things that deserve to be criticized. And that's why like a voice like yours is somebody I listen to as opposed to somebody that's just going to, you know, um, slam everything they do. 
Um, and, and so I, I respect your opinion there and I respect your opinion on other things. So even if it's something I don't know a lot about, I will listen to you because I think you're going to give me a balanced opinion and you're not just going to tell me what you think I want to hear. You're going to tell me what you actually think. Well, and I think that's what makes our group great is there's so many different opinions and views and that's what makes up wrestling. Like that's yeah. the core of wrestling is different people coming together. Like in all honesty, there is very few better melting pots than wrestling <laughs> that can bring yeah. people together and really just unite people. So I think having the different views and yeah, WWE does a lot of scumbag things. No question. <laughs> like nobody, like you said, nobody's denying that. But they do do things that you have to applaud. Whatever the yeah. reason is that they do them, they're done. Yeah. You know, like they're yeah. still being done. We had more <laughs> black champions this year. And this is something I talk about all the time. And I'm very proud of that they did this, regardless of why. We had more black mm -hmm. champions this year than <laughs> probably ever in WWE. And, and I mean, certainly of any company. You know, I, like I mean, you, you know, yeah. at, at the yeah. highest level, at the highest yeah. level, not tag champions, not IC, at the highest level. You know, Bianca Belair, huge moment yeah. with Sasha Banks, two mm -hmm. black women main eventing WrestleMania, uh, Big E, Bobby Lashley, two black champions. Like, how often and does that happen? Strong and black and champions strong. as well. Strong. They're not just token, you know, as we've seen in the past. Like yes. when Ron Simmons won the belt, it was like they did it to shut people up. It's like, okay, we'll give you a black champion, but he's not gonna win. You know, um, Kofi, you know, Booker T even. Um, you know, they they won the title, so you could say somebody won it. The Rock was pushed, you know, but but again, he was half Samoan and you know, and 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 he was also a legacy. But, you know, Big E, Bianca, Sasha, you know, and it's funny and you'll hear people and I've done it myself. I'll say, oh, you know, I don't, I don't even really think about the fact that they're black. But and you, you you've said it and other people have said it to me. You have to think about the fact that they're black and you have to realize what how much of an accomplishment this is and how much of a statement this is to have a black man or a black woman as a face of your company. And it's not just, oh, they're the face of your company and they happen to be black. No. It's a black person as a face of your company. And, and that's a decision that they made. And for whatever reason, like you said, whether it's because they wanted more black fans, whether it's because it was a socially conscious thing to do, whatever, they're the only ones that are doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if you know, and, and it's not like the other companies don't have black people working for them. Um, and, and again, you know, I'm not necessarily going to criticize them, whatever. Maybe they don't think it's the right decision. And again, I think you would not, and I don't want to speak for you, but I would assume you would say you don't want them to put, you don't want them to make Scorpio Sky the champion just because he's black. No. You want them to push him as the top guy. And then by the time he gets to get, be the champion, then you can say he deserved it. He earns it. He is the man. He's not just a person they put in that place to shut people up. And, yeah, and yeah. speaking of AEW, I think they've done a good job with Jay Cargill. You know, yep, I, she's somebody I think they've done a, a phenomenal job with. And, you know, a, a lot of people may not know this, but I'm biracial. And that's why I'm this is so important to me. Uh, Dante Martin. Mother, yeah. Like my mother was black. My biological father was white. Um, okay. So I've been and I never met my father. So I've been raised by my black family my entire I life. I didn't even know you were black until. See, that's like, what I mean. <laughs> when, when we did a show together and then I'm thinking. Okay, he sounds like he might be black. And then even when <laughs> even when we did a video show at one point, 
I can't remember what it was, but I saw your face and I'm like, okay, I think he's black, but I'm not sure the lighting's off, but it doesn't, I mean, it matters. And then, you know, it's very clearly when I actually was listening to you more and when I listen to your podcast, I mean, it's very clear and you mm -hmm. and Keela have such a great podcast and it's voices that, you know, I always tell people you got to listen to this show because it's voices that you don't hear talking about wrestling a lot. And it's a perspective that you need to hear. And, and, and not just, you know, because of who it's coming from, but, but what you're actually saying. You know, and and I've been on the show with you, and I had so much fun. And I wasn't just blowing smoke up your ass when you know the last time we did a show together. I said it was the most fun podcast I've done, and I've done, you know, hundreds in the last couple of years. Probably I haven't counted, but a lot. And that was by far the funnest. Like we just had so much fun talking, and and this was and that wasn't video, so you know. But it was just you know, and, and it felt like you know we're, we're becoming friends, and that's cool. Um, so, you know, and I kind of was going to have you on the show anyways, but then when, when we did that, it's like, I got to have this guy on the show. I want to have Keela on, but I don't think she'll do video. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see, you know, if I can figure out a way to like put up a picture of like Beyonce while she's talking or something, maybe she'll do it. Uh, oh, that might work. Hey, she might go yeah. for that. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh but, no, uh, you know what? You know what? I'll do you one better. Okay. If Keela doesn't want to do video, I think yeah. the perfect person to put up is a picture of The Miz. Oh, there you go. Or yeah, there's, no, there's no, there's a, shout there's out to shout better. Tequila, and there's nobody better for her picture than the Miz. No, there's a better one, and okay. I can't believe you didn't say it. Oh, Von oh, Wagner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I think she might like Von Wagner a little bit more. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to yeah, ask. I don't know. Do our but the problem is, is I don't know how to do it. So uh, <laughs> I'll have to figure it out. I mean, I can do. Let's see. I can do this. I could do, see, let's try this. How does this look? See, I could do this and have her talking. Oh, and then, yeah. you know, and then I could put, I can, that cup of Joe with Grandpa Des thing, I could just have, you know, uh, Von Wagner, you know, uh, you know, doing a body slam or something in that picture. So yeah, I'll talk to her. So maybe we can do it. And then it is going to be on audio like this. Uh, I am putting it out on podcasts. So eventually it would just be audio. And I could just release it as a special audio. Yeah, who knows? Um, so wow, holy crap, we're already 23 minutes. Um, yeah, this, this, this time just flies, eh? yeah, I know. No, I, 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 um, so I wanted okay, music I want to talk to you about, okay. uh, because I have no idea what kind of music you're into, and I'm curious because uh, that's something I really enjoy talking about. So, music wise, I'm, I'm kind of like at both ends of the spectrum, I really enjoy country and I really enjoy rap. But I don't really? like the new rap. I like old okay. school rap. Like I like Pac. I like Big. I like M. J. Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Old school Drake. Like when he first. So, came so you out. must you must really like Kid Rock then. Uh, not really. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, not you, really. you figure country and rap. I mean, that's you well, know that's the. He's got a couple songs I like. Uh, there okay. was like old song with Cheryl Crow. I think it's called. Picture. Yeah, yeah. Picture. It's a pretty good picture. song. All summer long's a good one. All summer long's really good. Yeah. So he's got yeah. a, he's got a few songs I like, but I I yeah. wouldn't listen to him. Like so when you're so old school, say Beastie Boys. Like or a little not Beastie that Boys. far back. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Little run bit, run um, DMC. Not that far back. Okay. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, yeah. I guess it depends how far you will go back. Uh, run DMC's uh, Crown Royal is a really good album, and that's. I mean, that's around 2000. So you might want to give that oh, one okay. a listen. I could give. Yeah, that it's one called a, it's called I mean, Crown, all... Crown Crown Royal. Let me know what you think. Okay, um, I can check that out. There's a, the there's a they, yeah, they do a really the cool. They do a really cool cover of um, 
Al Green's Let's Stay Together. Oh. Um, yeah, like which is, Green. yeah. And yeah, so this is like a, a really cool version, you know, where they rap to that song. And then the chorus is, you know, I don't know who's singing the chorus. It's none of them. Um, but yeah, okay. So Dre M. Yeah, I, I'm big, big Eminem fan. Um, yes, my you know, guy. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. No. Lincoln no? Park. Okay. Lincoln Park is awesome. Yeah, my wife is yeah. a huge Lincoln Park fan. Uh, Numb Encore. That's like yes. such a great tune. Uh, with um, Jay. Oh my gosh, that whole album's really good. Yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed that whole album. I think that mashup thing was good. There was one mashup back then because they were they were doing them all. It was um, Corn and them Franchise Boys. Uh, it was okay. Lean with it, Rock with it, and um, what was Corn's big big song? Um, I don't even know. Corn was on off my radar. Freak on a leash. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Freak on a leash. Yeah, yeah. I remember the video from that. Yeah, that was, it was a cool mashup of those two songs, like the Numb Encore so, was. So, what kind? What kind of country are you into? Like the new stuff or the older stuff? So, I do like a little bit of the newer stuff. Um, I was real big into Darius Rucker. Uh, really oh yeah, like yeah. Him. He's really good. Rascal wagon Flats. Wheel. Yeah, well, Wagon Wheel. That's my joint. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rascal uh, Flats. Yeah. Yeah, I like Rascal. Tim McGraw really enjoyed. Oh Tim yeah. McGraw. A lot of his songs. I don't really. <laughs> like what he stands for, but I like his songs. I don't really um, like, I don't pay attention to their politics. It makes it so much easier to listen to music. Blake I feel Shelton. like country is the most political of all the music. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Tim McGraw. Um, I, I told David, you know, David Lovell, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the guy that posts the music uh, shows. You, you should listen to his music shows. You guys got similar tastes. You, you might like his oh, really? stuff. Yeah, the shows that oh, he posts cool. every, um, yeah, every, like almost every day he puts them up. And, you know, they've always got a theme. So, you know, if you like the theme, give it a listen and see what you think. We just did a show, UK artists. But um, I did it with him yesterday. But um, the, um, uh, so I was telling this, you know, the song by Tim McGraw. Um, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank. Live Like You Were Dying. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the very first time I heard that song. I was on my way to meet my friend, Chris. And when I met him, I hadn't seen him in a few years, but I knew he was, he was sick. And so I went and we had coffee together and he told me he had been diagnosed with uh, stomach cancer and he was going to die. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah. And, and then like, and, and I'd heard that song on the way there, you know, live like you were dying. And then on the way home, I heard it again. Cause I mean, it had just come out. So they're playing it a lot. And I was like in tears driving because I mean it was just you know listening to, listen to that and and thinking about my friend who is you know thirty, and I was I was a couple years older than him I think, uh yeah because it was early two thousands and I I turned thirty in two thousand one so this might be like two thousand five two thousand six, and uh, yeah he um and he died a couple years later he lasted a lot longer than they thought he would, but he did that he you know lived like you were dying he was every moment he had. He was talking to people in the hospital. He was meeting because he was in the palliative care ward, which is all old people. So he was going talking to these old people who their their kids weren't coming to visit them anymore because, you know, they knew they were going to die and they were just off in a room waiting to die, basically. So he was going around and talking to every one of them. And when he died, like they all wanted to go to the funeral. And, and oh, wow. uh, yeah, and the pastor of our church, he had gone to visit him and he like they became best friends and he didn't even go to our church, but he knew me. And he knew my friend was in the hospital, so he went and visited him, and they got to know each other. And um, and I sang at his funeral, and, and I was a pallbearer. And so whenever I hear that song, I think of my friend. 
and uh he's just such a great songwriter um tim mcgraw country music is i i think that's why i like that in rap so much i think those are two of the best storytelling forms of music in my opinion you know i know some people like rock and there's stories you can be told there but there's something about you know rap and there's something about country when they're really telling stories um there's a lee bryce song called boy Um, okay and ever since my son was born that song just hits me in the feels a little bit more (laughs) every time because it's just like the words mean a little bit more i understand it more you know when you, you yeah you, like me i'm gonna check that out because i don't that song oh, i don't know great. i don't know that one so i'll definitely check it out it's it's will smith just the two of us have you heard that one <sighs> what let me tell you something oh. that was one of the first songs i played on okay. the way home with Grayson. I had okay. that on the playlist yeah. ready to go. Just uh, a fantastic yeah. well, song. Well, when that song came out, my kid was the same age as Jaden, I think. I think ja- I think Jaden is, you know, w- would he be like late 20s probably right now? Wow. No, don't say that. <laughs> he probably say, is because how long ago that. did he do Karate Kid? Like it's been a while. It's been, it's it's been, been about probably 12, 10 years. 10 years, yeah. 10, yeah, years, yeah. So, yeah, but I knew every single lyric. And I was a fan of the original Just the Two of Us by uh, Grover Washington. So, um, you know, when, when he, when he rapped to that song, it was like, it was awesome. And I, I, I know every single lyric, you know, like five years old, bringing comedy. Every time I look at you, I see man, a little me, just like me, wait and see, want to be tall, make you laugh. Cause you got your dad's ears and all, you know, and then a, at a the great song, who at the very Will end Smith would have an iconic, like rap song oh, like that. They just at the, at the, the end, the, at the end when his kid says, how much am I getting paid for this, Dad? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so he got, awesome. He got paid for that though. Him and Mama oh, got yeah. paid for that though. Oh yeah, him and him and Willow <laughs> did okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. There's another one. You know, like they've been in the public eye forever, and they've had their issues. And I think they might have even split up at one point, but they're still together. I think. No, no, no. They they didn't split up. They uh they had the entanglement on the red room. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they were I the entanglement know. couple. That's where the big the uh the Will Smith meme comes from, where he's sitting oh, okay. in the chair looking disgusted. Because <laughs> she's yeah. pretty, she's like telling him to his face, "Yeah, I slept with this guy," and um, yeah. So there's that. But they're still together. So. <laughs> they have open marriage. Oh, there you go. Hey, like they, I mean, they they pretty much have acknowledged yeah. it and talk about. Okay, it. okay. Well, she's uh. Yeah, yeah, that does. You know what? It's not bad if you can get it. <laughs> I, I'll just say no. I, I, I just couldn't. I can barely handle my wife. I don't think I could handle anymore. Um, yeah. So you know what? Uh, we're gonna we'll probably wrap this up because it's like thirty two minutes. But I'm definitely gonna have you on again. Maybe what I'll do is I'll try to get Keila to come on and have you on at the same time, and then we'll okay. we'll put something else up there for the picture for her. You know, we'll do something like this. You know, and then we can have, you know, and then this would be the Beyonce or, or Bon Wagner or whatever we were going to do. Uh, well, we'll figure it out. You got to um, Photoshop Vaughn and holding yeah. the either tag or both with the world title. Now, the only problem is I don't know if the audio would work. We'll have to, I'll have to test that out. But uh, yeah, uh, we're definitely. But if, if you know what, if she won't do it, I'll definitely have you on again because this was a lot of fun and I feel like we barely got started. So um, and thanks for uh, putting up with me. I'm trying oh, to man, figure out my freaking lighting. I, it's a little better than it was the last time, but 
I just got new lights for Christmas and it's a stupid, I got a, a ceiling light. And I, if I shut it off, you can't see nothing. So I don't know what the hell to do, but I'll figure well, it out. Well, you see I'm in the garage. You know, I got, I got oh, really? boxes. I still got to unpack. Eh. I got Christmas stuff. I just put and up. And you still look better than I do. So <laughs> what, what am I, you know, what do I got to do? I don't know. But anyways, uh, let's wrap this baby up. Uh, this is this was live. I don't know if anybody was watching, but they'll be watching later. So let us know what you think. Subscribe to the channel and uh, give us some feedback uh, and let us know what you think. So for Scott, I've been Grandpa Dez, and this has been Cup of Joe with Grandpa Dez. And as our friend Keela likes to say, that's